Be warm because when your heart opens, his heart opens. Even if he says, even if he says he doesn't have a heart, he has a heart, and his heart will open. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to my podcast. So I actually was just listening back to a chunk of this episode, and I'm like, wow, I actually sound half fucking asleep which is because I guess I kind of was. I was just so, like, happy, to be honest. I was just so blissed out. Um, And it was a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, and I don't really work on the weekends now. That's, like, a new rule that I made for myself, which has been really nice. I take my weekends super, super chill, super slow, super lazy. It's actually Sunday right now, 3 p.m., and I'm still in my pajamas. Like, I haven't even done anything. I've literally come downstairs, I've done yoga, And then I've sat on the sofa and meditated and read and pulled tarot cards and done amazing things. And it's such a gift to give that to yourself if you are a business owner. And even if you work for somebody else, you really do need those times off. And those boundaries are so important. A lot of people that are afraid of success or afraid of growing their business, that fear of like, oh my God, what's that growth going to entail? It's often that fear is often in conjunction with the fact that they don't have have boundaries or they don't embody their boundaries. And like, I'd be afraid of my success too. If I, if I then was like, oh my God, 50 people are going to be relying on me all the time. But if I've got boundaries, systems, people in place, that will not be happening. And to just tie into that, if you are a business owner, you are a consultant, you're a service-based entrepreneur or a product-based entrepreneur, um, the product-based business entrepreneurs within reason does not matter. Please go check out Baba if you if you're looking for a coach that does the feminine stuff, the sensuality stuff, the marketing stuff, but with the underlying component of like confidence and love and pleasure and doing the inner work before just focusing straight on your business, Baba is going to be for you. As per usual, the content is live. Um, so all the group calls are live except for a few. Um, and then, and those few are just like marketing things that don't really need to be live. And then you also get three one-on-one calls with me. So it's super deep. It's a really deep program and you get so much fucking content and it goes for four months and it is amazing. Please go check that out because we are starting really soon and I only run it twice a year and I'd hate for you to miss out. I'm going to put the link in the description so I don't blab too much about it and you can just go have a little read. Just see if it, see if it pulls you in. If it pulls you in, trust that fucking needle. All right. I will let myself take it away. Hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing so well. It's Saturday morning here in New York, where I am currently living, and I just had such a magical, beautiful, delicious, like heart exploding, love pulsing through me morning. Um, I'm not going to get too into the details, but I like to keep my personal life private, um, keep some things off the Instagram story. I feel like I feel like I give you guys clues, but I don't like fully go into it because. Um, well, also to respect his privacy because of his the nature of his job. Um, anyway, so what I wanted to jump on and talk to you guys about was something that I was quickly mentioning last night on my Instagram story at Chicken Nugget about how you can't project your past relationships on your current partner or the current person that you're dating. And I also just wanted to dive into talking about um, intimacy 
and sex and just kind of going through those rocky moments where especially if one of you is really open with communication and like quote unquote done the work and the other is in a different scenario. I feel like a lot of you um, and, and actually quite a few of my clients know a little bit about this and they, if you listen to my episode last year about like my 2019 recap soulmates something else and something else I was talking about um, there's a lot in there as well which you can go back and listen to but some of my clients um, have said to me like it's really nice to know that like you're not in a perfect relationship or that the man that you've called in isn't fucking perfect and I've said this before and I'm going to say it again I actually am not like, oh, I want some king that's done all the work and blah, 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 because I've actually realized that that doesn't make me feel, not make me feel, it actually just doesn't like light me up. I've dated guys that are really open communicators and it's refreshing, I will say. It's it's very nice, um, but it actually just for some reason doesn't, I don't, love it. Like I actually prefer, and this could also just be because I've grown up with a dad that is more emotionally suppressed. Now I've sat in this a lot and it isn't coming from a wounded place. I want to preface that. It's not coming from a wounded pattern because I'm like consciously very aware of these things. And and I've tested out like, Oh, maybe it's because of this. And I've sat in that and I'm like, Nope, it's actually not that. It's actually just that Um, I like a bit of a challenge. I like a bit of a challenge. And if our communication was always perfect, I think I would get really fucking bored because I've noticed and I believe that like sometimes you need to go through those harder moments to get really vulnerable and raw to have those deep, real conversations. And, um, and I kind of, I enjoy that a little bit. I enjoy actually going through, like, I I hate it, but I love it because it allows me to like really get in touch with my emotions and my heart to really open and for me to feel really, really deeply in those moments where I'm like crying because things aren't going the way that I want them to go. And whereas if it was always perfect and rosy, I don't think I have those moments because I have had relationships or I have dated guys where it's just like, it's so smooth that, and again, it's not from a weird place. It's just so smooth, but it just doesn't do my fiery self like anything good. I'm like, this is really nice, I will say. And it's really mature, but it gets a little bit boring, a little bit bland. So, and that's just like, not my vibe. We all know that. Like I I love a challenge in my life. Like I really love a challenge, um, a lot. So that's me. Okay. So let's just quickly talk about firstly, um, when you are projecting your past relationship on your future partner. So the way this will happen is like, um, it's generally through self-sabotaging and pulling away. Like if you're, if you're an avoidant in your attachment style, so there's different attachment styles. There is a secure and I am now a secure. I didn't used to be a secure. I used to be an avoidant and then there's anxious. So anxious is like, you're very clingy and we, you don't hear from them, um, <coughs> for like a few hours or a day. You start to make up all these stories in your head and you start to freak out. And if they only want to see, if they can only see you once that week, you like just create all these fucking stories in your head. That's an anxious attachment style, right? Not a vibe. Then there is the um, avoidant. And avoidant is like as soon as they start to feel intimacy and as soon as they, as soon as they start to feel a lot of connection, they pull away because of like generally it's fear of getting hurt. Now, if you are anxious and your partner is avoidant, you can see how the two are just not going to mix well. 
because you're like clinging to him for dear life and he and that makes him want to run away further. So you constantly feel like you're in a battle, right? But if you are both avoidant, well, that's also not going to work well. If you're both anxious, it can work fine because you're both anxious, you're both wanting to be together. But if you're both avoidant, you're just going to like go the opposite directions, right? So it's ideal that you want to be secure. So I am now secure. I've like done the work and trained myself to now be the secure type. And when I say secure, some examples is that like, if someone said to me that I was dating and someone said to me like, Hey, look, I've enjoyed getting to know you, but like, this just isn't a vibe for me. I'd be like, sweet. Thanks so much for telling me because I don't take that personally. Or if someone was like, look, you got a lot of great qualities, but like, there are just some things that I just don't vibe with. And, um, I don't want a future with you. Right. Again, cool. Okay. Amazing. Thanks for telling me like, that's great. Um, because I'm secure, I don't take that shit personally. So it's a really great place to be in is, is what it is. Now, um, if you're in a relationship and you're avoidant and you start to feel intimacy, what can happen is as you start to pull away, you start to pull away because you are projecting how your past relationships haven't worked when they've been in a similar situation. So even if the situation that you're currently in with your current partner is the exact same, you will still is the is the exact same as old relationships with a different person, you'll still project the same past scenario on the current situation. Does that make sense? So for example, you could have your past girlfriend, Sally, you're in the same exact scenario with your current girlfriend, Miranda. And even though you're with Miranda, you will assume that she's going to do the same thing that Sally did to you two years ago. And this is because you haven't healed from that relationship fully. And so you're not trusting people and you start to project. Now, the reason why this really, really isn't fair is that this new person that you're with is a new fucking person. You can be in the exact same situation, but if you're with a different person, it can go completely differently. And this is really important because if your partner's, say, past girlfriend or your partner's past boyfriend, um, you know, in the same scenario, but with it was a shit fucking communicator and you're an amazing communicator and you tell them their needs, you don't hold resentment, you don't shame them, you don't guilt trip them, you don't manipulate them, you can see how it'd be a very, very different situation. So when you're projecting onto another person, it's actually quite insulting to that other person, to your partner, because you're basically putting an assumption that they're also, also going to do the same thing or be the same shitty person or whatever when they're totally not going to be. And this is like the classic way to self-sabotage in a relationship is to put assumptions in place that you don't know are going to happen or to jump so into the future. And you're just like, well, I just don't see this is how this is going to work in two years time. And it's like, well, we don't know where we're both going to be in two years time. So when you're in, the, when you're in a relationship, it's really important that you tune more into those feelings and less into the projections of the future. Get out of your mind and into your body, right? Because when you're like, well, in a year's time, like I'm going to be here or this might not work because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, are we in that, that, that next year? No, we're not. We're in the current situation. So we don't have to worry about next year. It's that, it's that classic phrase of like, we can cross that bridge when we come to it. And it's true. You can cross that bridge when you come to it. And a lot of people that are avoidant, they'll then be like, yeah, but like, what's the point of going through this if it's going to blow up in our face? And it's like, well, because if it's going to blow up in our face, then we're not meant to be together. Great. But at least we've tried, right? Over wondering what if it worked. 
okay? And also, maybe in that year's time, you're both even different people and your relationship is in a different place. So it can work. Whereas if you were the exact same people as you are now, same energy, exactly the same energy in your relationship, but you were in that situation, it's going to be there in a year's time. It could be different. But as we grow, it also means that we can handle different situations. Okay, so if you are projecting onto your partner, stop it now. It isn't cool. Now, something else I want to share with you guys is communicating with your partner. Now, with if you're a woman and you've got a boyfriend or like you're with a man, um, you've got to remember that they take a lot longer to process. So we can come to conclusions pretty quickly. But for men, they need the time. So when you're trying to communicate or have a really open, have an open dialogue, maybe you're having a deep conversation or a little bit of a difficult conversation, don't talk really fast and keep filling the spaces, keep filling the gaps. Do not do it. Let there be minutes, like even five minutes or 10 minutes of silence. Let him think, let him process. If you keep jumping in, You're not letting him think and you're not letting him process. And the other thing is that when you're talking to him, it's really great. And if you're a man, doing this for a woman is also really important um, with the gaps. And then the next thing I'm going to say is like having physical contact. So if in the beginning of the conversation, things are a little bit like, you know, I don't want to sit on top of him. Cool. Just sit next to him. Okay. Or if you're sitting like a little bit apart, just, just after like five minutes of the convo when you guys have relaxed a little bit, right? And you've got a little bit into it. Just say to him, can I sit next to you? And he's not, he's generally not going to say no. So sit next to him and put your hand on his leg, right? Or put your hand on his hand. And then as the conversation progresses, say to him, like, can I just, can I sit on top of you? So we're really close. All right. Or just get on top of him, whatever feels right. And sit on top of him, like on his lap, like the yim yam position, like the straddle position. So your chests are really close. So it keeps his heart open, right? And talk to him and be intimate. And ladies, be soft, be warm. Because when your heart opens, his heart opens. Even if he says, even if he says he doesn't have a heart, he has a heart and his heart will open. Okay. And that intimacy is really, that physical intimacy is really important. I believe in those difficult conversations because it allows you guys to connect and drop in and be out of your head and be into your body and feel that connection, feel the truth of the relationship, okay? Um, Something else is that when you're going into a discussion, actually be really clear on what you're wanting to get out of it because if you go into a discussion with your partner and this is ladies and gentlemen and you've got no idea of what you want the outcome to be, you're not going to have any direction and this is especially if you're a woman talking to a man, they need direction. Like where the fuck are we going here? So like if you're going into the relationship being like, I want to be exclusive or I want to be casual or I want to just see how this plays out, right? Let's keep it fun. Let's keep it chill. Let's keep it light. Let's stay friends and whatever. Like you need to go in with clarity so that you can make sure you walk out of there. Like I always, when I'm going into these conversations, I like to have a game plan. I like to flow, but I also like to have a game plan. And a few things, I like to always write down a few things I didn't really want to say. So like, for example, um, or he, oh, what did I say the other night? Um, uh, what did I say? What did I say? Um, I know you think that by pulling away, you are protecting me, but when you pull away, you actually hurt me more than if you were to like stick around kind of thing. And 
So I like to write little things down that I think of or that my coach like tells me, oh, this would be a good thing to say. I like to write them down and I like to have a little bit of a game plan because it makes it easier to go in so you know what the fuck you're doing and you're not everywhere, especially if you're a woman. Like if you he'll get really confused if you keep jumping. I'm like, I jump all the time, but like he'll like just try and stay on track so so the other person knows where the fuck you are going. Okay. They are my tips for having like those deep, nourishing, but really needed conversations. And then also always asking throughout the conversation, like, how does that feel for you? Right? Like, does that feel good? Like, ask him, like, is that resonating? Like, does that feel good? Like, what are your thoughts? Like, how are you feeling? And then if you're wanting to like ask him, like, what are you afraid of? Tell him what you're afraid of first or tell her what you're afraid of first, right? You need to lead the vulnerable conversation by being vulnerable first. That is the key. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about, ladies, is giving blowjobs. I know, crazy. Wow. Why why am I talking about this on my podcast? Because that's my fucking vibe. So I know that so many of my clients and so many women are like, I fucking hate giving blowjobs. Like I just try and avoid them. And this is what I want to say to you. Giving a blowjob to a man that you really want to give a blowjob to is completely different to giving a blowjob out of obligation. Same as sex. If you are having sex out of obligation, that shit needs to stop right fucking now because that is like not an act of self-love or self-respect. For the other person or for you, imagine if someone was having sex out of obligation with you, not a vibe. So the same goes. So with with blowjobs, like I'll be honest, when I first started giving blowjobs, I was like, this sucks. Why do I want to have a man's junk in good junk in my mouth? Like, ooh. And then a lot of people were like, and swallowing? Oh, like, no, that's just like, no, not happening. Now, obviously swallowing is personal preference, I will say, but let's just talk about blowjobs. So if you've never experienced um, giving a blowjob to somebody that you really want to give a blowjob to, I definitely want you to explore that. And a way to explore it is just like, don't give him a blowjob until you want to. And when I say you want to, it'll be like, you are just so fucking horny, basically me on day one of my period. So fucking horny that like, you just want to just please him and you just want to be with him and you just want to ravish him and you just want him like inside of you, whichever hole that is, basically, that's what you're wanting as a woman. Okay. Um, and as a man, I will listening to this, like rule 101, never, ever, ever pressure a woman to give you a blowjob. Never, never push her head down there. Never ask for it. Um, like be like, can you give me a blowjob? Like in like a wider, I already have one kind of way. Do not do that. The reason why I say that is because it's actually more of a turn off than a turn on. It's that, it's that pressure that caused us to shut down instead of us letting us get to our own desire first. Okay. And like when a woman is really turned on, she will be more likely to want to give you a blowjob. So by you turning her on, if you're a man listening to this, by you turning her on, that's going to want her to, that that's going to help her to want to give to you. So with a blowjob, what I really tune into is I don't give blowjobs. Like if someone asked me the other day, like, do you give blowjobs on the first date? I'm like, no, no, I have a rule of thumb. My rule of thumb is that I never have sex unless I want to, obviously, and I never give blowjobs unless I want to. So I don't give blow. If I'm just dating a dude and we've like been on a few dates and um, we've had sex, like often we will have sex before I've given him a blowjob. 
right? Because I wait for that moment where I'm like, oh my God, I just want you in my mouth for like 7 million hours to then give a, a blowjob. Um, so, so what, what I tune into is like, I will feel it in my body. And then when you go down on, when I go down on him, when I'm wanting to, I am enjoying it. Like I am having so much pleasure out of it. And like, literally I'm talking pleasure to the point where like he'll pull my head up because he just wants to fuck me. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to keep going. (laughs) He's like, what? And I'm like, no, go away. I want to keep going. Like that's, that's the vibe, like giving a blowjob for like half an hour, changing up positions of like giving blowjobs. Like that is the vibe of when you're really into it. And this is the key. When you're into it, he's into it. When you're not into it, he's not into it. Oh, I was saying this to a male client um, as well, that it can often happen if you're a man, it can often be that when you're going down on your woman, you're more focused on her pleasure than on your pleasure. But key thing when you focus on your pleasure and when you're having pleasure in your body and you're like, oh my God, this feels so good, she will get pleasure from it. I can guarantee you that if you're eating her out in a way that feels really fucking good for you, it will feel really fucking good for her. Key, key, key. But if you are trying to just like do it in a certain way that will make her feel good, it's not because we can sense that you're in your head. Just like for a man, if you're going down on a man and you're more worried about like, oh my God, like, is he coming? Like, is he going to come soon? Like, you're more worried about that and about um, his pleasure. You're going to be in your head. You're going to be like um, detached from him or like a little bit distant. But when you are like so fucking in it and you're moaning and there's just like fucking drool everywhere and you're like, I am so into this, he is so into it. And so for any of you that haven't given a blowjob when you wanted to, like, I want you to explore that. If you're in a current relationship, like what gets you so fucking turned on? So not him doing it to you, but just like getting yourself on. Like what turns you so fucking on that makes you want to rip your boyfriend's clothes off? Great. Get yourself into that and then tune into like, do I want to please him? If so, try giving him a blowjob for your own pleasure as opposed to his pleasure, not out of obligation, not because like you should, or he wants one, or it will make him happy. No, no, no. It's because you want his cock in your mouth. That's why you're doing it. Um, and that should be the same, obviously for sex. It's kind of like almost consenting to yourself, right? Exactly the same thing. Um, it's like, you wouldn't want, if you're a woman listening to this, you wouldn't want a man or a woman, if you're in a same sex relationship, going down on you when they don't really want to. Like, that would make you feel really fucking shit as a human, right? Like, oh, you felt obliged? Like, oh, that that doesn't feel very good. But if they're like, no, 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 I want to fucking have my mouth down there. You're like, oh, my God, this is so hot. Get get your mouth, get your head down there right now. Like, it's so much hotter and dirtier and sexier. And that just ignites more pleasure, more fantasy, more sexual energy through your body. Um, Now, something else I want to say, I'm going to put this last thing in as well is that um, after sex, if you're you're in a same-sex relationship, (coughs) if you're a woman and your man rolls over and goes to bed and doesn't cuddle you and you're like, oh my God, he doesn't love me, that's not what it is. What happens is they have this release of testosterone and they just used so much of their energy, like so much of their energy, so much testosterone. They are fucking knackered after. It's like they've run a marathon. They're knackered and they're like, I need to sleep and recharge. And literally this happened 
last night with my man and he literally said to me, no, aren't you just tired? You have to sleep and recharge. I'm like, no, I want cuddles and I want to talk. Like we were talking, I said to him, I was like, I, this is like me being fucking crazy. I'm like, do you know that after sex, my hormones do the opposite thing to yours? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, your testosterone just like completely drops, right? So you just want to like roll over, go to bed and recharge. Whereas I want to talk and cuddle. And he was like, what? No, we need to recharge, refuel for the day ahead. And I'm just like, what? Whereas I actually will often, so this is key, the more that you get into your sexual energy and the more that you feel a lot of pleasure when you're having sex and, and having full body orgasms and letting a lot of sexual energy pulsate through your body and not just you releasing and not letting you keep it stuck in your pelvis area, I actually struggle to sleep after sex because I have so much energy. I could like run a marathon um, and I want to talk, 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 talk. Now, because I'm aware of this, I don't do it. So because I'm aware of it, after I've had sex, I don't make my partner talk to me. I do not make him roll over and let's have a deep conversation or anything like that because that's not what he wants and that would just be like really annoying to him. Like again, it would cause resentment. So I understand that. Now, obviously there is a two-way street and like you, someone could say like, well, he needs to accommodate for you as well. But it's, I find, this is my personal thing, I, in the relationship, I'm the one that has really tapped into all this stuff. So I, I can very easily not take it personally. I don't take this shit personally. And I go to sleep and I'm like, that's cool, whatever. Because I know that it's not a sign of like, he doesn't love me or he doesn't want me. It's actually like literally his hormones doing a thing, right? And what I will do is in the morning when his testosterone's high, then I'll be like, cuddle time. And then he'll pull me over and we'll have cuddles. Um, and also side note, I'm sure many of us can agree that when, well, this is me, I'm not a very touchy all over me person. I actually really can't sleep well if I'm like wrapped into somebody or like, like legs are all intertwined. I can't sleep well. I keep waking up and tossing and turning and they're the same and neither of us could get a good night's sleep and that can create resentment. So also just noticing ladies and gentlemen, those little things that might cause resentment in your relationship. Is it the fact that you know, after sex, your girlfriend talks, 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 and just wants cuddles all the time and you don't sleep well. And then you have resentment towards her the next day. Um, and that kind of like turns your libido down and a bit off her where you then don't want to have sex for the next day. Cause you're like, I need to fucking sleep. Um, and women, like, what is it for you? Is it that you feel like you don't get the cuddles afterwards? Okay. So how can you rectify that? Is it that you need to communicate to him? Like, we just need like a one minute cuddle and then I will roll over and I will not touch you and we will go to sleep. And then in the morning again, a quick cuddle before the day starts, like really getting clear with each other on what you need is the most important thing. Like your little, little, little tiny needs. Another example of little tiny needs, especially if you're long distance is like, um, what makes you feel, uh, like really good from your partner. So like, for example, I'm not someone that needs to have like a 10 hour conversation because actually that would annoy me because I have fucking work to do, but little things like goodnight texts or sending me pictures of like where he is in the world or like, Hey, thinking of you messages, they go so far. Like, no, I don't need a million conversations or a million texts all the time. I actually don't. I just like those really little, little, little things of like me knowing that he's thinking about me. So, and so that's like a little example so you don't need to think of these extravagant things. We often think of like the extravagant needs. No, no, no. Think of the tiny little needs that are so easy to meet, but go so far because they are the things that add up. It's kind of like when you have a bad accident, 
you, you don't miss the big things. You miss the little things. You miss being able to make your own food or um, have a shower without somebody looking after you. Like that's what I missed when I had my ski accident. I missed being able to wipe my own fucking ass because I had to have my mum wiping my bum. Like those little things is what I missed or being able to get my own glass of water or being able to pee in the middle of the night and not have to hold it and wait for the morning when my mum could come in and help me get to the bathroom. Like we often just want those little things and sometimes we get so carried away with like, oh, it's got to be big and extravagant and like we all love the big and extravagant moments and I do a great job of manifesting movie moments into my life, which I am not not mad about, but I also am a fan of all of the little, little, little things. They mean the most to me. So getting really clear on them, ladies, and then communicating them to your partner in a really warm, loving, like these things would mean so much to me, what would mean a lot to you kind of way is a beautiful way to do it. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm going to leave it there. Bit of a random episode, but I just really felt called to come on and talk about this stuff with you guys. So I'm going to leave it there and I hope you have a beautiful day or weekend or evening, wherever you are. I'm thinking heavily about Paris today for many reasons. And I'm so excited to get to Paris in a month. That's going to be so romantic and beautiful and fun um but otherwise I am hella enjoying this beautiful apartment in New York like man there's not a better place to be right now honestly and it's just incredible how I've manifested this um like literally manifested the shit out of this and my business is doing very well in this beautiful energy oh speaking of business Baba is starting really soon, ladies. If you are a business owner, you need to check out Baba. It's a four-month program, and we do the inner work and all the business stuff, and you get so many extras this month, this um, this time around. We're doing a lot of stuff about like Instagram marketing, subliminal messaging, like having your DMs blowing up, sales, like all of those things that are so important in your business from a really feminine, authentic, beautiful way. And then of course we start off with all of the um, inner work beforehand. So you're feeling really confident and in alignment because that's key for a thriving business. We're doing stuff on sex, orgasms, archetypes, feminine energy, all, lots of stuff on money, all the stuff that you guys want to know. So if you're a business owner, make sure you check out that program because it is amazing. I mean, I only run it twice a year. So you do not want to miss out on this intake um, and send me a DM if you've got any questions about that or an email, but have a, have a really good read of the website because there is a lot on the website for you to look at. Have a lovely day and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 